Hi, you're listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, episode 53. Welcome to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. Atmosphere makes up one third of the education we're giving our children, and that atmosphere should be convivial, full of life, joy, festivity, and peace. In this season, season nine, I'll be chatting with a few other moms about tricks of the trade for managing the atmosphere and chaos inherent in homeschooling a crowd. This episode is an excerpt from an hour-long chat that I recorded in 2016 with Amy Roberts, a homeschooling mother of 10 who blogs at RaisingArrows.net. You can find the conversation in its entirety by visiting the show notes at simplyconvivial.com slash audio. So today I'm, I'm with Amy Roberts. And Amy, do you want to give us a brief introduction about you and your family? Sure. Uh, my name is Amy Roberts, and I blog at raisingarrows.net. And I'm pregnant with number 10. I have an 18-year-old all the way down to a one-year-old. And so we are a busy homeschooling family. And planning in our house looks a lot different because of the size of the family and then a lot because of my personality, too. So we'll be getting into that during the session. Yeah, and you've been homeschooling the whole time, right? have, yes. Like we started out homeschooling, and we've stayed the course and really, really enjoy it. That's awesome. Yeah. My husband and I were both homeschooled starting from the very beginning. So we're taking it to the next level. I really loved your recent blog post about how we think about our life mattering and that the metaphor of going through mothering seasons, how you realized that was not helping you and what you changed to. If you want to talk about that, um, I would just love to hear more about that. Yeah, sure. Um, I had had somebody tell me, you know, well, listen, when this season is over, you can do X, Y, Z. And I just found that extremely discouraging because I've been in this season for 18 years and I probably have another 18 or more left. And so to tell me that this is just a season was sort of discouraging. And I, I felt like I was never going to get past that season. And everybody was telling me all these things that were going to happen once I was out of that season. And all I could think about was <laughs> I'm not ever going to be out of this season. And so I really had to find a different way to see this. It couldn't be a season that ends, you know, soon or, you know, in a few years because I was, if I live like that, I'm just living for, you know, I'm going to survive this moment in time and then my life can start once I'm past this season. And instead, I felt like I really needed to see this as a journey or a voyage where I'm on it and I'm living it right now. Instead of waiting to start my life, this is my life. And when you're on a voyage, sometimes the sea is rough, sometimes it's calm, sometimes you're taking a break, and sometimes you're rowing with all your might. And I needed to see it that way instead of a season that was so discouraging because I thought, I'm never going to get past this. And that's just not, I don't know, that's not a good thing for a mom to feel like where she's at is not her real life. Yeah, that reminds me of the C.S. Lewis quote. It's something like, um, 
we need to stop thinking about the interruptions that come in as an interruption to our real life and realize those interactions are our real life and helps fight that discontent, which is so easy to creep in. Yes, Yes, absolutely. The metaphors that we use to think about our life matter so much. And so I think just even realizing that the metaphor you've been told or been using is becoming a source of discouragement and finding a way to change that metaphor. Uh, I mean, it matters a lot and can help that mindset attitude shift a lot. Yeah, it may not matter what, you know, whether it's called a season or called a voyage or whatever, but to me, it, it mattered a lot. So how does, what does planning look like for you, Amy? Oh, it's looked like different things over the years. Um, For a long time, I was able to do like our homeschool planning every Sunday night. I would sit down and plan through the next week. I'm not a long range planner. Um, I do a little bit at a time, um, about a week at a time. And then some things we have on autopilot. So it's never planned um, in our homeschool per se. our daily life is on a routine and it starts here and we go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And um, if we get off track, we either pick back up where we left off or we move on down to the, you know, something logical. I don't have any time frames with it because we live a pretty fluid, spontaneous life. Um, my husband works a very flexible job. And so that has made it where our life has to kind of be flexible Um, but I still wanted to have a routine because kids thrive knowing, you know, what's next moms thrive knowing what's next. And so my planning, that's kind of one of those things where, you know, the routine is set and sometimes we have things that completely throw us off track, like morning sickness. Um, you know, during the time of morning sickness, we had kind of a routine, but it looked very different and it was very, oh, I don't want to say haphazard, but it was um, just looser, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. And then um, as far as the homeschooling, I do try to get a week of Tapestry of Grace um, ready at a time. And everything else is workbooks and things that, you know, again, they go from here to here to here, and they just work through the next thing. And they know every single day is pretty much the same thing. Tapestry happens in the afternoon, and all of their kind of seat work is in the morning time. So it's a real simple plan. And then I've also started using a traveler's journal, which is basically bullet journaling. And I am simply writing down what we've done because writing down what I'm going to do. (laughs) (laughs) So if I write down what I've done, I am way more productive. (laughs) And instead of, yeah. Putting down, and sometimes even our to-do lists can become like that because we say, okay, I'm going to write down, I made my to-do list, but then I'm also going to add the things that I actually did so I can check them off. (laughs) Just start with that. (laughs) So what kind of things are in your routine? So the things that run on autopilot, what are those things? Laundry, I'm assuming, is probably one of them. Laundry has a system. A lot of things have a system. Um, Laundry has a system, so... Monday and Thursday is my day and Tuesday and um, Friday is my son's and Wednesday and Saturday is my daughter's. 
And when you do the laundry, you have at least one load of clothes and one load of towels is what I require. And um, so, yeah, that's on a system. Getting up in the morning, we get up, we have morning routine, which is, you know, basically just three chores. Make sure that you make your bed, you get dressed, and you brush your teeth. And um, then, you know, the next thing is breakfast, and then the next thing is school. And it just kind of goes down the list. And like I said, there's a lot of things like table chores are on a system. Um, and those I have charts on, like, the refrigerator so that it's in plain sight. Everybody can see this is how we do it. And when I call table chores, you, you have no excuse to tell me you don't know what you're supposed to do because we've done it for years. And every now and then I do change up who does certain things because kids get older and they're capable of more. Um, I'm also seeing where I've got a child who's getting ready to age out of some things and um, he's not going to be as available to me as he once was. So I'm going to have to pull some people in and take over the slack. <laughs> yeah, I remember my mom lamenting that same transition when I left. I'm the oldest. so. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. And what about routines when you have all littles? How has that changed over the years? It's not on your voyage, different stages of your voyage. <laughs> One big thing that changed was cleaning wise. Um, we did little tiny pieces every day of the cleaning because that's all I could manage with only little people around. And so um, on Mondays I would dust, you know, and on Tuesdays I do all the floors um, and nothing was ever clean at the same time, but it was at least clean. And so that was one thing that we did that before school too. That was when we had, um, so it was, it was after the morning chores before school. Cause I wanted to kind of start with a, as clean a slate as I could manage. And um, yeah, routines are important and they're actually easier when you have all littles because you don't have any other like teenagers who have their own agenda. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about that. Everybody has to follow your lead. And so, <laughs> It's actually way easier. And I, you know, everything was lunches at this time, snacks at this time. We had rest time. Um, you know, there were all of these components to the routine that really just drove the day. And um, it, it was much easier when I just had littles. And so you kind of just have to, you have to see, it's, if you look at what the natural rhythm to your day is and start fitting that together, you'll actually find that you almost always have some sort of natural routine that you gravitate towards. So use that to your advantage and start plugging in things in an order that makes sense for you. And I think you'll find that your days pretty much follow a certain pattern. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when you can tie those pieces that you want in your day to something that's already happening, like chores come after breakfast and a read aloud comes after lunch or something that can help just make them happen and turn them into a routine where it doesn't have to be a strict time thing, but it's just first we do this, then we do that. And you just kind of slowly build, build those things in. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and sign up to get an email whenever a new one comes out. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes or share this podcast on Facebook. Thanks. Remember, education starts with humility. 
So let's repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.